welcome back to our second episode of the PSVR podcast. It's a podcast done by myself, Brian Garthoff, from GameRai.com and the Games Gone Awry podcast. And we're going to talk about PlayStation VR. Now, this is our last podcast that we'll be able to record before PlayStation VR launches. So that's going to be the main topic for today is the pre-launch situation uh, with PSVR what our thoughts are, our final feelings, predictions, stuff like that. I'm looking forward to it a lot. I, uh, I bought a fancy uh, display stand, but before I get into all of this, I'll introduce uh, the return of Mike Burdett. The return. And a newcomer, but no stranger to those who listen to the Games Gonna Ride podcast, a Matt Hazlett. I'm right here. Forever? No. Okay. Uh, let's talk about... The state of PlayStation VR as of today. Now, we don't have any access to the headsets other than the one time when we played them all uh, at the demo day. But they have gone out to several members of the press. Uh, it seems a select uh, amount of titles have also, I'm sure, um, sort of the second wave of those titles, uh, reviews and stuff are going to be coming out closer to launch. Uh, but basically, they started building it up. Sony released a thing with all the launch and launch window games. A big fact of stuff. Some information got out of some features of the PSVR that people like, some that they don't like, and have caused minor controversies here and there. So there is uh, a lot to talk about, and not so much time. Where to begin? First, I will say, last night there was a pricing error on Amazon, and I got E-Valkyrie for 20 bucks. And it was fixed, and I'm still going to get E-Valkyrie. So I'm playing E-Valkyrie and PlayStation VR Worlds. What's the retail price for that? 40? 60 bucks. Oh, Jesus It's a price. full $60 game, yeah. Uh, a lot of them are full $60. And, and there's a lot of $20. Like the Batman thing is two hours long, it's $20. I found out that a rental place nearby is going to have that, so I'm just going to rent it. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to have E-Valkyrie, PlayStation VR Worlds, and the demo disc uh, to try a bunch of other stuff. Uh, which I may or may not buy. Plus, more reviews and stuff will be out as soon as, you know, the headsets are out. But let's talk about the hardware reception, sort of what's been going around the internet. Seems generally positive. High sevens and eights, but there have been some issues that have gotten some people worried, I'd say, uh, with the video tracking. I know, not to name drop specifically, but Giant Bomb had a lot of issues with their live stream, getting stuff to, like, stay still. And also sometimes the world almost zooming in and out as if you were, like, leaning forward a lot. Yeah, and I know that, like, it's their sound obviously having different personal experiences because didn't also Jeff get sick while doing, like, a motion sickness thing? Yeah, I believe so. I mean... Which is not a knock on the system or the hardware, but is something that has been talked about since it's coming out of, like, some people having an adverse... Adverse? Adverse? Uh, adverse reaction to the, you know, the general nature of being in a virtual reality world. I've heard a, a, a few people having motion sickness problem with certain stuff in PSVR, but I, mean, I guess that's a game by game basis and a person by person. Yeah, I'm basis. sure it's a whole cocktail of a whole equation of what kind of things trigger that. I mean, because there some people obviously they have like car sickness, they get motion sickness to dri- driving around. And I remember when when I went to see Cloverfield, people were saying they got motion sickness from watching that so yeah I think uh, part of society is more sensitive to it, sensitive to it than others but I can't say uh, 
I played a game because there's a bunch of Google Cardboard compatible to throw away apps on the Play Store. Mm-hmm. So it's you can play a bunch of different things, and I played one that gave me an instant migraine. Oh really? As soon as I started moving around, <clears throat> it was it was all like frame rate. When the frame rate like starts chugging and you're moving your head mm-hmm. to move the camera, it instantly makes you feel sick. Yeah, I mean, I know I, when I did the Evalkyrie stuff, even though it was a short demo, I, you know, made sure to like try going as fast as I can, turning upside down and like doing barrel rolls and stuff. And it was definitely like there were sensations, but I, I didn't feel sick by any of it. So I do think there's a lot of um, muddy waters and like. Uh, specific cases there's going to be. I know some people are quick to jump uh, to the conclusions that there might be some defective headsets out there. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's going to depend a lot on the basic setup people have. But I think for the most part it's been pretty warmly received uh, as far as I've seen. There are some outliers in some instances where people said they have issues. But It seems um, like reviews for anything. Yeah. The and, general consensus is trending positively not like Enormous, like knockdown success, but positive. And then, you know, with your outliers on on either end, it's kind of weird to see this being reviewed because it is like you, they are reviewing their experiences with certain software, but this is a hardware review from mm-hmm. people that are generally reviewing games. And it's kind of weird to see that because you don't get that same perspective on the infancy of a technology that you do with reviewing a video game if you see what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like when you're reviewing a piece of technology a piece of hardware there is that kind of you know it's not like making excuses but there's an allotment for that this is this the first ever iteration of PlayStation VR right this isn't version 2 this isn't the iPhone 7 this is hey here's the first thing we've done Mm -hmm. and so there is kind of that that weird you know juxtaposition of the reviews towards of software towards hardware and especially towards new hardware so that's another thing you got to take into consideration anytime you read a review or, or anything like that that this is going to be very much based on personal experience your environment your space what games you're playing and how you react to that kind of type of motion that you're playing in yeah and i, I do think as far as tracking issues are concerned some of that can be solved with future iteration if it is a problem um, because you're taking the move controllers really just using the input puts from the button and the light. I mean, you could release improved move controllers, you could release an improved camera. Um, they're already releasing an improved PlayStation, and I don't think press is reviewing uh, PSVR with the PlayStation Pro, uh, by and large. You know what so, I think the weirdest thing about all of this is? Is that it uses the move controllers that charge with mini-USB. So yeah. now you have to go get mini-USB Well, that's why I got the dock. That's why I got the dock, <laughs> because I... I knew, I, A, I knew I didn't want a million cables hanging out. And I didn't want to set that thing on the floor. So I contemplated getting a case. And for 10 more bucks, there was, like, the stand thing. I think it looks all right. Um, the one thing that I can say, like, kind of for sure, is that almost unanimously it's regarded as the most comfortable of the three major headsets, being the Vive and the Oculus. That um, was the one thing I was most worried about when trying it, is, like, um, because this would be something, in a sense, of you wearing for not necessarily long periods of time but longer than what you're normally willing you know normally having something on your face and head for yeah but i didn't at all my personal have any sense of like uncomfortability necessarily and that was even with the kind of crummy headphones that they were serving me up with like if i had my choice of a better headphone that was more comfortable to me 
there would have been zero discomfort over the time that I used them. I mean, it was a short period of time, but I don't think this is something you're going to put on for four hours at a time. No, probably more like an hour or two. But yeah, I think I think there's a lot to be worked out, not only on the hardware, but on the software. And I don't expect it to work like clockwork, but I expect, you know, I don't think it's going to be busted either when I get it basically. No, which kind of lends itself to where the reviews are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that 70 to 80, 85 range. Like, yeah, it, it's working. There's some kinks that obviously any new hardware is going to have, and, you know, it, but it's an enjoyable experience overall. It seems like they're actually supporting it pretty well, which is one thing I know people were worried about because of the issue with the support of the move. There are a few things I would rather them do. You know, I, I wish there was a little more kind of big-name titles, and, that, and I guess that kind of sounds a little shallow because you're getting the Call of Duty thing, the Tomb Raider thing, the Star Wars thing. There's just these little things. On the one hand... I remember the last time I got excited for a piece of tech like my first like smartphone and stuff before there was major support for everything. I remember when Angry Birds came out and I was so wowed by that, which sounds really stupid now. I, I played it for like two hours on my phone and I was like, oh wow, this is like a whole new game. Something I've never really done before using touch controls on a game. And, and I mean, even before that when I just had like the, the black, the Samsung Blackjack. I was just like, oh yeah, this is great phone. It was like, well, it didn't really do all that much as far as like a piece of technology, but it was something new and it was more capable. And I think this is one circumstance where we can see like you are going to get long-term support. You know that Doom is coming to Vive, I think, and, and Fallout's coming to Vive. And so, you know, like big name like Bethesda is at least getting behind this. There's a ton of game. You know, it would be kind of stupid to go through and just list all the developers that are getting into VR, but, I mean, it's there. So I know there's a lot of, like, micro-experiences out of the gate, but I'm cool with that. You know, yeah. it's it's all right. Now, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Some of the stuff people do not like. The little breakout box for PSVR comes with it. it you know, it seems like there's a bit of setup as there are with all of these headsets and yeah. uh the one gripe that came to the surface last week was that uh it will not pass through hdr so all ps4s are getting this hdr upgrade and if you have the psvr hooked up to your playstation and you want to use that you have to unhook it which is pretty dumb it's super asinine and i saw I read a bunch of forums and stuff while this announcement was happening, and everybody, a lot of people who don't own HDR TVs and don't have any experience with that are all just like, well, you need to buy an HDMI splitter for this, which is not a solution. You need to buy an HDMI switch, mm-hmm. and one that would pass 4K and HDR would be like a $250 HDMI switch. Because the problem with the splitter would be that your system is going to default to whatever the lowest resolution it, um, one of the displays would accept. So if one's going through PSVR, which isn't supporting 4K or HDR, and mm-hmm. one's and you have another one, you split it, so one's going to your TV. Because the PSVR doesn't support HDR pass-through, your system wouldn't pass through HDR to the other one because it'd be sending the same signal to both. So it's going to get the EDID of the one that doesn't have HDR. So even if you used a splitter, it would it would output from a 420 with no HDR to, to both devices. If you theoretically, I guess you could get a HDMI switch, but I'm not sure that any of those even support that. So, and if they do, they're stupid expensive. Um, yeah, and it's not. 
it's not like a deal breaker or anything. Like I'll just unhook it. No, but if I want to, but it is but an it, inconvenience. It, it like does a, suck. A major inconvenience, especially depending on the way your setup is. Like a lot of people are really anal about their cords and have them all like um, pinned and velcroed and stuff. And especially depending on how your entertainment center is set up, <clears throat> if you have everything going through like a receiver in the middle of your entertainment center, like. That's going to be such a pain in the ass to have to mess around, like, behind your receiver and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be a good test case for, really, how much this bothers people, because I have a new 4K HDR TV, and I'm not getting the Pro, and so I am looking forward to the HDR support for the normal PlayStation, and I'm going to have a VR headset, so I'm going to be doing a lot of uh, swapping in and out, and... That's kind of a bummer. But I'm not going to make it like a super big deal on it. I'll see how much it matters anyways. I, I've had similar experiences where I had one HDMI cable go bad on me and had just one for my PS3 and PS4. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to swap those whenever I changed. Mm-hmm. And, and that wasn't such a big deal because if I'm playing a game on one, it's usually a few days before I would switch. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to seem like a crybaby, but it, it is pretty stupid. I mean, like, it's really inconvenient for them to be pushing and something I, and not have it be incorporated. It's, it's, I, I don't know, feels really like, don't think it's a crybaby thing. It is something where, like, no, at this but, point with all the... It is, in the grand scheme, like, it's like, these cords and... Yeah, but it's also like, come on. Poor decision. It's a real, it's a real simple solution. They, yeah, they it's just one of those. Kind of like, it's just like one of those very problems. Like, like uh, it's just that we're like, come on, dude, are you serious? Like, come on. People are even out. saying that they could release an updated converter box that supports HDR yeah. pass through. Not gonna. And that just gets worn to the land of stupid. But if that did happen, that just I don't know. Um, it, it seems to me like that indicates that they weren't planning on pushing the HDR and stuff so quickly. It was more of a responsive kind of thing because they obviously had this PSVR headset in the pipeline before they th- considered HDR pass through. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is Sony. And, like, I've been a fan of Sony since I was a small child, but they definitely have their shortcomings, and sometimes that is just plain oversights. You know, I love my Vita, but the back touch is, to me is stupid. Completely unnecessary. Oh, and not, boy. Not really additive to anything I've ever played on it. With the rare exception, like, Tearaway did a decent job, but that doesn't need to be, like, a piece of, you know, hardware on the actual system itself. Yeah, like, but in Tearaway, the first time you use it is the only time it's good, and then the rest of the time it's just... I disagree, we're fine. I, but, like, either way, it doesn't matter. Like, they also didn't put, like, a whole lot into Tearaway, and that's, like... Tune in to the Games Gone Awry yeah. podcast, I'll be talking about Backtouch okay. a little bit. Excellent. Oh, really? I will. But... I always accidentally... Trigger the back touchpad. I'm just trying to hold fingers. I have. Um, I got chubby sausage fingers. One benefit of the smaller Vita, not to go off on a completely different topic, is they reduce smaller. Yeah, like any opportunity we have to talk about the Vita. Well, we're taking it. There's no PSVR Vita support, so maybe someday. Not yet. They start with the same letter. I I hear, what if the PSVR <laughs> was just like the Google Cardboard where you just a Vita to your face? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it okay. just uses the Vita's gyro for the head tracking. So one uh, cool thing, and actually, you know, it's an extremely minute detail that probably no one emphasized uh, after it came out, but when I was looking at the fact, PlayStation VR, that I thought was nice, is that the social screen stuff uh, on PlayStation VR, where it shows what, you know, the headset is seeing on the TV itself, is, is cool, but it does not need to be active. So, like, if I am playing PlayStation VR... My girlfriend wants to watch something 
she can switch over to our Xbox and watch HBO while I'm looking like a doofus in this headset, waving around wands and stuff. And neither experience gets interrupted. You know, yeah. like, well, maybe me with, with like flailing, but like. <laughs> You've accidentally struck her while she's <laughs> trying to finish season of the wire and you've hit her because you found a new dragon that's attacking. But There's no game for dragons, by the way. They're gonna do lair for VR, I think that's confirmed. Uh, by and large, though, I think that's a good thing. I like that it's not necessarily dependent on anything going on the screen. And I like that it offers the functionality that, you know, puts stuff on the screen so you can check, or there's games like, um, Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes. That's going to be where, like, people in the room are using instructions on the TV, I think. Yeah, you're and right. they're interacting um, with you and as you play the game. Yeah, and I'm, like, kind disarming of cool a bomb. Idea. Yeah. But, yeah, I thought I thought it was uh, well, smart. Well, I mean, it's just kind of neat to be able to, like, see what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've been, you know, been there and watching when we were doing the VR experience, watching what you were doing on the big screen and knowing what you were seeing. It was cool. It was a, it's a new experience. So, uh, as far as the launch lineup goes, this is the official list that Sony has put out for launch. 100-foot Robot Golf, Ace Banana, Batman Arkham VR, Battlezone, Bound, which I didn't totally realize was going to be full-on VR, uh, Drive Club VR, Eve Gunjack, which is like a turret game, Eve Valkyrie, our Harmonix Music VR, which doesn't seem to be doing so well critically. There's going to be a Hetsuna Miku game. Headmaster, Here They Lie, which I'm getting more and more excited for. Hustle Kings VR, Job Simulator, that looks like one I'll definitely get. Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Uh, Loading Human, Super Stardust Ultra VR, which uh, I didn't realize is totally different from normal Super Stardust. Oh, really? So it's like a completely... I mean, you, okay. It looks like yeah, even just from the a picture. cockpit game. Yeah. yeah. So I've I had no idea that that was going to be such a departure. Um, I sort of said something along those lines in our first episode. But yeah, then there of course VR Worlds, Res Infinite, which I'm starting to get excited for. Rigs, which I'm not sure will be for me, but definitely want to try. Tomb Raider thing with Rise of the Tomb Raider. Super Hypercube, which is supposedly very fun, but I am not personally going to check out. Uh, there's The Assembly, which is a first-person interactive story. Playroom VR, which is just an extension of Playroom. Thumper, which seems to be doing pretty well critically. Tumble VR. Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which has actually done a little bit better critically than I thought. Um, some people speaking up for that game saying, like, it's kind of what sold them on VR, strangely enough. Volume Coda, which I never played the original volume, but it looks just kind of looked like it, you know, a VR camera angle almost. I think yeah. it's just. A, I think it's ju- it's just an update to volume. Okay, like if you yeah. want volume, you can play it in VR. All right. Uh, well, it says thirty new levels and an original game playable in VR. So I don't know. Uh, Wayward Sky, World War Tunes, and then let's see. Then we're getting into some post-launch stuff. Pixel Gear, Weeping Doll, Carnival Games, Waddle Home, Moto Racer Four. Eagle Flight, Trackmania VR, Star Trek Bridge Crew, uh, Werewolves Within, Sports Bar VR, which I'm super excited for, Star Wars Battlefront, uh, Rogue One, X-Wing VR Mission, which I'm also excited for. I didn't realize until now that it was going to be a tie-in for Rogue One. So that's potentially interesting. I've been a big fan of Battlefront, as people who listen to our other podcasts will know. Uh, So I'm definitely all in for that, and it's going to be free. People who own that 
original Star Wars Battlefront, Faded the Silent Oath, Hollow Ball, How We Soar, Pixel Ripped 1989, Proton Pulse, Psychonauts in the of Ruin, Radial G, Robinson the Journey, Spates Rift, Tethered, The Brookhaven Experiment, Time Machine VR, Windlands, Verzoom, Viva X Vivo, uh, and that is it for games slated for 2016. There's some early 2017 games on here. I'm not going to get into those. And I'm sure half of those games are going to get delayed because it's video games. And that's all that happens anymore. Delay. You come out, you announce a game six months before you know it's going to actually come out so that you can delay it and then it finally comes out at that point. So now my question to you, Matt, is that I'm going to have this headset dinger. I'm going to have that demo. What are you most excited to try over here when I get this? Man, probably... I want to play the kitchen demo, the Resident Evil one. Mm-hmm. That would be the one game I, I would buy this for if it's sweet. Yeah. I also want to try out you, Valkyrie. I'm interested in the Batman thing, too. Yeah. I've heard some mixed things about it, but I think it would just be cool to like, see the Batcave. Yeah, totally. And um, I, don't know, I feel like something like Batman, like VR really gets sense of scale across mm-hmm. like that's one of its um, selling points and I think that that will be um, Batman will really take advantage of that, that feature yeah you know the more I looked at the uh, Call of Duty Jackal Assault thing the more I'm kind of intrigued by that there's a lot of sort of like space shootery stuff uh, coming to VR but that is really good looking like just visually oh and uh, I, I'm really excited to play Res in VR too Res? Are you going to be getting a normal Rise of the Tomb Raider for PlayStation? No, I'll probably get it on PC once uh-huh. I can see it for like 20 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I already played through Rise of the Tomb Raider, not to get off on that, but it's like, it's funny because it's going to be relaunching on PlayStation, and there's a store I, I've seen it at, two copies sitting there for 12 bucks. It's you know, like the past month, and it's like, they're going to re-release this really soon. It's so funny because if it would have just been uh, multi-platform day one, I probably would have bought it the day it came out. But mm-hmm. then by the time I, on P, PS4, I mean, by the time I got a PS, PC, it had already been out for like six months, and then so there's no hype. So then, I, and it hasn't dropped in price at all. Um, as far as other pre-launch stuff goes, there are going to be some apps up for the PS VR. One of which that interests me the most is Hulu. There's going to be a Hulu VR app. Oh, I've like always the, wanted to watch 30 The Rock virtual cinema stuff? Yeah. I was listening to some, some impressions of virtual cinema saying that, that since the resolution's low um, and you're watching TV on it, like, it's not the best. Yeah. I can kind of get that, but I, I'll still totally try it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, I'm going to try pretty much everything that I can do on it and mm-hmm. sort of just say what, you know, I have with it. found out that Within is like an app but the first time I tried uh, looking it up it directed me to a PlayStation Store page for a game so I guess it's like a video app and like takes like it's like a VR content almost like YouTube if I'm understanding it correctly it basically is a platform for people to upload their VR creations and media that you can check out so I'm going to look into that. I know there's some other um, small services. I'm really waiting to see uh, PlayStation does something specifically with it. They obviously have PlayStation View and PlayStation Video where you can rent movies and their deal through Spotify and stuff like that. So I want to see how their other services tie in 
Uh, I'm hoping it's some sort of kickback that um, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, there'll be some incentive, you know, incentivized uh, purchase or maybe eventually a free they just, PlayStation I VR think game. That's kind of been floating around that eventually adding that in, possibly even like replacing the PS3 free game of the month. Yeah, or you know, who knows how long the Vita is going to get those. Uh, um, but I won't have it. I saw one thing. Um, you guys have ever heard those power balance bracelets that they used to sell at like Foot Locker? And oh stuff? yeah, we had a friend of ours that really believed in those. Yeah, well, there, I saw one. I saw one online at GameStop. It's an anti-nausea bracelet oh, okay. with a like bead on your wrist that says like it says "Get well soon." So when you look at it, you feel better. <laughs> no, it says it's like a, like an what, what's it what's it called? Pressure point. Oh, okay. yeah, it says it, like, gets a pressure point in your wrist so you don't, like, barf or something. Sounds absolutely ridiculous, and I'm sure it is. But I thought that was funny. I, I can't wait to see the first uh, stupid news headlines that is, like, you know, someone's entire house got robbed while this guy was in VR. Or, <laughs> or like, someone punched a baby in VR. Whatever happens. I mean, I don't want any babies to get punched personally. That stuff's totally going to get out there. There's going to be some launch issues, I'm sure. No launch has been super smooth sailing, but I'm super excited for it. It's coming up uh, this Thursday. Hopefully, mine will get shipped on that date. And you're the uh, you're the Buzz Aldrin of the group. Yeah. You're the only man on on the on board the ship that's going to be landing. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping it goes quite all right, and I will update the feed as soon as I have some stuff to put out. Um, probably do several small podcasts. This isn't going to be a super long podcast because. This is going to come out like three days before the headset, and then I'm going to put out a bunch of podcasts about the actual stuff I'm doing on it. So, to close here today, uh, I would like to go over some feedback. Now, we didn't get any email feedback, but I was very pleased. A couple people found us on Twitter, such as my boy Jay Dragon, who says, Great first episode, guys. So, thank you, Mr. Dragon. Uh, I believe in dragons, so, Matt, you... Imagine dragons a lot. You have that tattooed on your arm. Yeah, that's, uh... I actually... I don't just imagine dragons. I will dragons to be in my mind. Excellent, excellent. And then uh, then another guy, Joel, on Twitter, also said he liked our first episode a lot. And uh, someone was nice enough on the PSVR subreddit to give a PSA saying there's now a PSVR podcast. Which I uh, appreciate a lot, and you know, most I mean, we are not the official VR podcast, but we are the PSVR podcast. Yeah, but yeah several people uh, on there seem to uh, enjoy the show. Uh, one man said he was very disappointed, and I said, "You know what? I'm sorry. You didn't like our pod, and hopefully, uh, we can win you over." To which he said, "He's gonna keep listening." So thank you, Mr. Damage. I don't know, is that cool to like shout out people's Reddit usernames? Well, it's, it's a it... funny story because um, Damage is actually my middle name. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway... So names, do I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I was glad he responded to me. He let, he let me know uh, that he was disappointed because he felt like he knew more about several games and had... And, that, and we didn't really have interest in the games he likes. He also mentioned that he did a stint of reviewing, and uh, one of the things he was taught was that uh, that showing no bias uh, is important, so you don't isolate base population. I take all of that in stride, Mr. Damage. 
I value your opinion, uh, and I can kind of get whether we would, not, you know, kind of throw away games you're excited about and haven't talked about. The cool thing is that we talked last week mostly about games we were going to try. So I just like being honest with myself and my opinions, and if a game wins me over, I have no problem admitting that. There's several games uh, I have played or am currently playing that I thought look like crap. Um, you do that a lot. Yeah, totally. So uh, I get what you're saying. Totally. And uh, thanks I, for taking the time to respond. Yeah, no, taking the time to listen. Uh, tell us. Do me a favor, Damage Boy. Is that all right to say? Is could it be a girl? It could be a girl. Could hey, Doctor Damage. That's unisex. Doctor Damage. Tell us a game you're excited for. And if we don't sound too excited about it, let us know what excites you about it, you know? Because I want to... What are you looking forward to? I want to know what I'm missing, basically. Yeah, because that's the unique, like, everyone, that's the great thing about it, is, like, everyone has a different perspective on what they're excited about, just like any other game. Absolutely. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I was uh, glad to see someone put that out there. I am going to keep looking at, at that PSVR Reddit, because that seems like people who are super interested... Obviously, and I would definitely agree with him saying he probably did know more about those games because part of this for me is the enjoyment of going in knowing uh, not too much about these games. Gaming is a hard thing to keep up with every single facet of, and I've kept up with a lot of it, and I do consider myself informed, but I um, totally am going in the dark in a lot of this stuff because. I don't know uh, what I'm going to like. Basically, a lot of these games are games I I normally wouldn't play on a system. I'm I'm not a big vehicle guy or a flight simulator guy. So uh, I appreciate your feedback. This is just uh, sort of how we're going about But thank you and everyone you know. Thank your father and your mother for giving birth to you. I've given this man a lot of feedback. That's fine. Well, that's... I'm feeding him back. Yeah, well, it's important to let them know that we're listening and that, like, we're not one of those people that are knobs about having constructive criticism because he was not rude to us, so why should we be rude to him? That's keeping us well-fed, and now you're well-fed. And that'll close (laughs) our second-ever episode of the PSVR podcast. There's a lot more coming this week uh, around launch time, so stay tuned. I am Brian Garthoff. This is Matt Hazlett. Yes. He barely spoke. That's true. This is Mike Burdett. Yo, dog. And we'll be back if you want to get at us. Game Awry on Twitter is the way to go about that. Or contribute to the PSVR subreddit. Um, do a little thing on there. Uh, I'll try to keep my eyes open and searching for that. And, uh, yeah, that's how to do it. Also, our email at gmail. GameRye at gmail.com is the way to go about that. Until next time, put your virtual reality. Or keep your reality virtual. Jamiroquai. Yep.